All right, I've made it to work. Best friends. A best friend is your closest friend. Contrary to popular belief, your best friend doesn't have to be with you 24-7 or think and act just like you. Truly, a best friend can be the exact opposite of you, and this usually leads to fights and difficulties. I'm just saying. What is the real meaning of best friend? From my opinion, I think it's a person who's willing to bring up your inner talent and help you and supporting you to implement a reality and success because best friends only have in intentions to see you grow. Best friends will think and treat your family like his or her family. He or she will be sharing all good and bad to you. Um, when we are young, we seem to have no shortage of best friends. As we mature, however, the nature of our friendship changes. Having or being a best friend is no longer as simple as labeling someone our best friend. So the definition of a best friend is a person who you value above other friends in your life, someone you have fun with, someone you trust, and someone in whom you confide. The best first person you call when you get good news or want to go out for a bite to eat, an example of your best friend. See, we often take for granted how precious a thing is to be a best friend. I'm going to take a brief break, you guys, and I will be back a little bit later and finish talking about best friends. But I would love to hear you guys' opinion on it. What do you think is a best friend? And I get construed so much. Chime in. Okay, I, I I had to, like, get some things off my chest. I couldn't go any further without saying something. I'm just going to keep it all the way 100 with you. Um, I was on the show on um, D-Wind production, and I was listening to um, his uh, segment, and I chimed in, which I didn't want to talk about Kanye and I didn't want to talk about um, Bill Cosby or any of that. I really didn't. But it hit me and I had to say something. I could just not just stroll past and just not say nothing. I couldn't. Now, is Bill Cosby guilty of, of you know, rape, sexual assault, drugging someone? Yes. He was found guilty of drugging and sexually assaulting three women. One of the women in particular um he said that that oh, what's the right word to say that they dated and that whatever happened between them it was a sexual um consent that they wanted to and that it wasn't rape and that she wanted him to use experiment or whatever you want to experiment on I don't know and I'm not going to say that it's not true because I'm going to keep it all the way 100 with you I believe it 
This is a 30-year-old evidence that they used against him. They had a former police officer that was free for over a decade. It took a dead woman who was writing a book, her husband, to finish her book before they even found enough evidence to book this former police officer. 2018, 2016, 2015, 2014, 13, 12. You can go on back and there have been footages after footages after footages after footages of certain acts of violence between a police officers and black and brown skinned men and women that have taken their lives. And in my opinion and in plenty other people's opinion, we feel like it was murder. But the video was not enough evidence to even convict these people. The videos were not even enough evidence to even bring it before a jury, which is confusingly crazy to me. Bill Cosby has been found guilty. So now let's, let's, let's tarnish his, his background, his legacy, his, the Cosby show, which, let me be honest with you, I didn't look at the Cosby show and say, oh my God, it's so hilarious. I looked at that Cosby show and I realized that he was doing something for the black people. He was making black people believe and see things. He let it be known that there are black colleges out there. He donated to black colleges. You know, he, he gave back. He was the, he personally financed the first black itty car driver. But yeah, he's a sexually abused woman. Accuser and now charged. Yes. He brought historically black colleges into the mainstream consciousness. Again, he donated millions of, to African-American educational efforts. And as America discovers that people we now find deplorable have been masquerading for years as artistic phenomenons. So now they've decided that the art created by these despicable people should be discarded along with their legacy. And to me, it is impossible to separate the art from the artist. I'm sorry. To say that these are vile human beings implies that you agree with everything they have ever said or done. And truthfully, that is hard for some of us to do. Now, long before Kanye West became out of the closet, you know, as Donald Trump supported an advocate of free thought, I already put him in the category of a fuckboy. I did that almost two years ago. Now, the dilemma now is in which box do we place Kanye? You know, because I have been an advocate of the principle that simplicity equals unintelligence. Two things can be true at once. A man can be both an extraordinary talent and have overwhelming bitch-like tendencies, which I believe is Kanye. Is he a misunderstood genius who won't allow himself to be defined by, you know, us? or normal black people thinking or whatever. I don't know. Or is he just a petty, insolent, entitled celebrity who wears his immaturity on his sleeve? You be the judge. Because I'm not going to tell you what I think. 
Because I'm not equipped with the expertise or training to determine whether Kanye was suffers from a mental illness, possibly triggered by the death of his mother more than a decade ago. Now, plenty speculate his rants episodes and, you know, it's a big publicity, such as myself, hungry act of trolling. I, I think it's an act. I think he do have some issues, but I think overall some of it is an act. But that's just my opinion. Now, I, 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 R. Kelly's right there with him. Now, R. Kelly has been accused of many things. And it does not negate the fact that the remix to Ignition slaps harder than a motherfucker. It is easy for me to never buy a ticket to an R. Kelly concert or purchase any of his music because I find him disgusting as a human being and I wouldn't support him because I believe it from every, from the beginning, I believe that about R. Kelly. But I can't help but be honest with you and tell you that he ha- he is mad freaking talent. Just saying. This is not a black thing. It's not. Now, Woody Allen is thought by many to have married his adopted daughter, right? Yet Caucasians regularly applauded him for his interminable, boring, Angus-ridden films. Roman Polanski, the pianist, won three Oscars after he pleaded guilty to raping a 13-year-old. Some people, including white people, are advocating for the return of Louis C.K., who, yeah, you're right, has been accused of sexual misconduct. Now, I will not weep for Cosby, Kanye, or Kelly. I also recognize that I enjoy the privilege of having already laughed and danced and consumed the work of that these men created during their artistic days. I can't go back and change the fact that I bought Kanye's college dropout. I watched the Cosby show. I listened to a whole bunch of R. Kelly music. I can't. And I'm not going to try. But to be clear, I don't support these artists, but I also think it is too simplistic and a little disingenuous to retroactively declare that the music, film, television, and comedy we once revered as now worthless. It is more complicated than the Twitter spare hive mind have been have us believe. I know Michelangelo Pitta is part of the Catholic Church whitewashing of the history of Christianity. I also think it's one of the most beautiful sculptures ever created. That's just my opinion. And even though I hate the players, charges, accusations, Twitter rants, stupid-ass comments, I can't appreciate the game. I'm not finna change how I feel. But what I will not do is I will not sit quietly and let people of another race excuse things or make a mockery out of black people's feelings. Now for Kanye to say slavery is a choice is disgusting, is disrespectful, and I don't give a damn what his opinion is because he's entitled to his opinion. But this is past opinion. For as Bill Cosby, the point that most people are not getting with some of us as black people is it should apply to everybody. It shouldn't just apply that 30 year old 
supposedly evidence could be used to convict Bill Cosby in a 14-hour verdict that couldn't be found in a weak verdict. But all these other celebrities, you haven't tarnished their names yet. You don't even hardly talk about them. Their names never even hardly come up. But everybody got an opinion when someone says something different about Kanye. Kanye have a right to his opinion. I don't give a fuck about Kanye's opinion. I don't give a rat's ass about Kanye's opinion. It's disgusting for a black or brown skinned person to ever fix their mouth to say and believe that slavery is a goddamn choice. That's just like saying your mama gave you AIDS as a baby. But as a baby, that's your choice. If you got AIDS or not, you're born with a mental issue and you can't even learn on a normal scale. But that's your choice that you can't learn like normal people. Your grandmother raised you because your mom and your dad was in and out of jail from the time you were born. So because you were born to two people that was in and out of jail, that's your choice. You lose a loved one to breast cancer and you don't know how to come back from that depression. But that's your choice that you lost somebody with breast cancer, with any type of cancer. Think about how stupid I sound just saying that. And let me be very clear. I feel that if Bill Cosby committed any of these crimes, that his ass should be punished. I, on the other hand, don't believe that the crimes in which or the people in which they found him guilty of is actually accurate. That's just my opinion and I'm sticking to it. Do I think that he did some things? Yes, I do. And I believe R. Kelly is guilty from the time that young child and him had sexual contact. Do I think that she, that was her first roller coaster? No. That girl had been with a man before. That girl was grinding more than I was. But at the same time, that was a child that you took your penis out on and pissed on. But I'm so sick of people of other races picking and choosing what they will respect when it comes to black people and what they want. Oh, as long as it's to tear black people down, they okay, they co-sign it. But when you don't, then you making excuses for Bill Cosby possibly have raped people. Just stop it. Just stop it. I'm going to say this and I'm going to get off. Until you walk a day in my black skin, in my black body, live and feel what I feel experience any of the hurtful things that I have experienced as a black woman, don't tell me shit about somebody's opinion. All right, I'm carrying on from my topic of conversation about best friends on this Tell It Tuesday. Let me sip my tea first, you guys. All right, then I wanted to tell the fried Oreo. Loved your segment this morning. I just love the originality. 
I just love just the relaxation. You just talking, just having a conversation. I like it. Anyway, best friend. Now, contrary to most people belief, a best friend does not have to be with you 24-7. They don't have to think nor act like you. Truly, from my opinion, a best friend can be the exact opposite of you. And this honestly still usually leads to, you know, fights and, you know, y'all may have difficulties getting along, but for somehow y'all still just love each other to death anyway. Your best friend is the one person who could not speak to you for any amount of time, but you still think of them just the same. Is someone who, um, despite all the changes that you two may go through in, in your life, will stick by you and always accept you for who you are, and vice versa. A person who always tells you what you need to hear, even if it's not necessarily what you want to hear. A person that can make you laugh, even on your bad days, and who makes all the problems in life seem easy to overcome. As long as you have them by your side. A best friend, in my opinion, can be many things. They can be your your hero, your, your inspiration. You know, best friends help each other to become better people. By, by using honest, constructive criticism that sometimes it, it hurts to hear. But it's, it is all for the best in the end. Best friends are the ones that bring up touchy topic, topics with you, um, even if it will risk you being angry, pissed off, mad with them, because they care more about your well-being. Your best friend is the one who you can piss off so badly, but in your time of need, they will still be there for you, despite them being pissed off at you. A best friend is someone who you have shared good and bad moments and memories with, but you just can't help but cherish each of them. A true best friend is hard to come by, difficult to leave, and impossible to forget. Now, I don't have a lot of best friends, and I don't think that people should have a bunch of best friends. That's just my opinion. But I know people that have like six and seven best friends. That works for them, that works for them. Um... But there's this one friend that I had. I loved her to death. You know, we shared so many things together. And so much damage occurred within our, our friendship. And truth be told, you know, I talk about what was the end result of me having to let go of that friendship. Because she didn't want to talk to me. Um, she wouldn't call me, you know, with text or whatever. But we would just would never talk on the phone. So it got to the point where I had to let go. I've been praying on continuing to move on from that. And in the process of me moving on, you know, there's this thing that I do where I write down five facts for sure pertaining to that situation of why it could have or what I could have done different. And I couldn't come up with one thing, which makes me believe that it wasn't, well, two things, which makes me believe it wasn't, you know, just those two particular reasons, it just makes me feel like there's something else was there and I never knew about it and I was never told about it. Um, But if if that is the case, um, 
I miss them. I, I, I hope that they're happy and I hope that they're in a good place. I always talk to her son. Um, like I said, I, I love her. I still love her. I don't wish anything bad on her. I know when you mix money and, and things of that nature into friendships, it sometimes it, it damages too much. Um, but my cousin, who is my best friend, we can go weeks without talking to each other. And then when we talk to each other, it's like we never stop talking. You know, because I, I love her. And there's nothing that I wouldn't do for her. And I, I, I want her happy. And I love the fact that she's happy. Um, and that's how she is for me. And that's how I feel. And when she comes around me, I automatically smile. Like if I'm mad, it's just I automatically smile. I just feel comfortable. Like this is family, you know. It's just it's a different type of feeling. But anyway, um... I looked online about best friends and suggestions from therapies and a, a, a therapist, you know, they have you with all type of things, you know, thinking of all type of, you know, activities, you know, but I, I, I don't, I'm not doing all that. You know what I'm saying? Cause when we were young, we seemed to have no shortages of best friends. And as we mature, you know, however, you know, the nature of our friendship changes. Having or being a best friend is no longer as simple as labeling someone as a BFF and having them reciprocated. Now, there are different factors that come into play, like being emotionally supportive, because this is probably the most important element of any adult friendship, including a relationship. Best friends refrain from unnecessary criticism um, or criticizing each other, and they tend to be non-judgmental. Sipping my tea. Um, a best friend will listen to you and thoroughly respond rather than react to what you've said, even if you have triggered something in him or her. The ability to hear what another is truly saying is one of the best parts of friendship. I agree with that. Best friends go out of their way for the people they care about, and if it feels good to both parties, you can tell who your real friends are, when you need help with a move or a ride to the airport or just events, you know, because some people don't want to hear your shit. Some people are like, oh, here they go with the shits again. You know, a thoughtfulness is a, is a quality that d- deepens and it strengthens any friendship. You know, when a person is able to see someone else's needs and do what you can to fulfill those needs, enables bonding experience. Like, our best friends do things for us no one else would think of. Point blank. Reality. When you know you can call on your best friend to bail you out of a jam 24-7, it makes you feel better and it increases your overall confidence in that damn friendship. you like, yas, they got me. You know what I mean? Best friends accept you and all your flaws. Like, I, you know, I got, you know, I have hiccups. You know? So, you know, she doesn't, my best friend doesn't expect perfection. You know, when you aren't at your best, they are understanding rather than critical. If you're having a bad day, someone who cares for you will ask if you can, if they can help you, if they should let you be alone, if that's what you need. You know what I mean? A friend can give you a cocktail, napkin, and and, and, and friends or therapists. You can drink with them. A good friendship is indeed therapeutic. You know, a good friendship is not the the same as a drinking buddy. Let's just be clear about that. You know what I'm saying? 
A strong friendship defines you both and helps each of you navigate the thing called life. Your friend is a mirror who reflects back to you who you are to them. In other words, your best qualities shine and those pieces that need improvements are not judged but understood. It's hard for some of us to cry alone. Not me, because most of the time I cry when I'm alone. Instead, we might need a shoulder to cry on and having a friend you feel comfortable doing that with. That's a gift. When, when facing difficulty, having someone you can really let your pain out can be invaluable. Being best friends, having your back, knowing you can trust another person with your well-being allows you both to explore and enjoy more new things than you would on your own. It's life-affirming to have a best friend to help pull you up and never put you down. You have to be willing to give as much as you want to get. But I don't know anyone who thinks a good friendship is not worth the effort. You know what I'm saying? But that's just my opinion. I got those tippets from offline, a therapist offline. And I live by those. I wouldn't have worded exactly the way they worded some of it. Some That's why I emphasized. I didn't read that shit word for word because I wouldn't have worded it that way. But you get the gist of what I'm saying. And you guys, excuse the noise on the background. That's my daughter. Every time when she gets, she hears me talking, she wants to talk with me. So I find myself raising my voice higher because when I do, when I do that, that indicating to her that she's too loud and to get her lower voice, but it's not working right now. Anyway, that's my tips on friendship with best friends and what I think about it. You guys don't go anywhere. She, me, her, your girl will be back on this Tell It Tuesday. Don't go anywhere. All right, you guys, I have a few questions. And let me begin. Do you prefer kissing or cuddling? It depends. I'm more of a cuddler than anything but it depends because I do like to kiss. So it depends. Um, do you sleep with the lights on or off? Off. Um, I just, uh, I just prefer, you know, the lights off. Do you have a whole lot of acquaintance or just a few very close friends? I have a few close friends. I don't have as many acquaintances because I don't trust people. I've been bitten too many times by people. And um, I don't trust. And so to keep down confusion and to keep me from, you know, being in situations, I just like to just keep it at a, at, at a minimal, but that's just my preference. After a breakup, would you rather be alone or surrounded by friends? I'd rather be alone. Um, I don't like to be around people when I don't feel good. And so, but that's, I've always been like that. Um, I don't, I, I don't need a pity party. I don't need people to hold my hands and sing kumbaya and all that stuff. I don't know. So I, I'd rather be alone. 
What female celebrity do you wish was your sister? Taraji Henderson. Henson. I don't know why I always call this woman Henderson. Taraji Henson. Because she's just fun. She's just laid back. She's just cool. She's real. She's beautiful. And just, I don't know, she just reminds me, you know, like she's, she reminds me of family. And I, I like her. I don't know. I just feel like I can relate with her. It's, that's why. Okay. I've been dating this man for five years. He's cheated on me over and over and over. I feel very insecure with my body. I do not like to be intimate with the lights on. I'm very scared that when he leaves, he's not coming back or he's going to another woman's house. Everyone is telling me I'm crazy and that I should move on. And this has been going on for the longest Now I'm at the point where I feel like something has to happen and I need to leave. I'm just not financially in a position to leave. What would you suggest, if anything? I would suggest you find a best friend, a mom, sister, someone that's going to support you and that's going to give you time to get your money up and haul ass away from this dude. People like that is not going to change. If he's cheated on you numerous of occasions and you know that he's cheated on you and you brought it to his attention and he's still doing it, then you need to, to bounce, like let him go. It's not worth it. And for his insecurities, I've had insecurities. I was tall and skinny. Everybody at my school was just pretty. Um, nah, they weren't pretty, but they had more developed bodies than me. And dudes be like, oh, my God, girl, it's fun. Look at that booty. You know what I'm saying? And I had a little butt, but I was skinny and I was tall. And I had this big nose and I had this mole under my my nose. And I'm thinking people are going to think I had a booger. People are going to talk about my nose being so big. And you know what I did? I took a piece of paper and I wrote down every flaw that I felt that I had. Every nickname, everything that people said to me when they bullied me, because I was bullied when I was a child too. So that made the self-esteem even more, you know, hurtful and and deeper. Um, But I wrote that stuff down and I would read it to myself over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And I started telling myself, girl, you are beautiful with your nose. There can't be no other person but you. Your nose is supposed to be that. I started claiming every flaw that anybody ever dissected and talked about and criticized me and tried to attack me and hurt me and make me feel small. Even with my toes. I have ugly toes. My, You know, my toes was broke when I was a child. And to me, my toes doesn't look the way they're supposed to look. Now, no, my partner's never talked about my toes. I've never said my toes are ugly or anything like that. But I'm very harsh on my toes because I know how my toes used to look compared to how they look now. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I I still love me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't look at my ugly toes and say, hey, you shouldn't want to be with me because I I don't think my toes are beautiful. No, that's not how they work. But write down all those flaws, all those things that you think are ugly about you, all those things that you find that are unattractive about you. Write that down. Read it to yourself, claim it, 
throw it out there in the air. And that way, when somebody try to attack you, be like, oh, you ugly. Oh, that's why your man don't want you because you're not attractive. You can take that and be like, oh, <laughs> he don't want me and nobody else. And why he won't settle down with me. So you could take that and flip that shit and shine. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that as soon as you do it, like, is you going to find, you're going to feel. No. But you'll know when you feel better. And you're going to, it's not going to be something that's going to, like, where days is not going to sip up on you, sip up on you, slip up on you and make you feel bad about yourself or question yourself. There are going to be days after that that you're going to kind of feel bad or you're going to feel down or whatever. That's part of life. But you have to keep telling yourself that you have to love you from the inside out. And once you love you from the inside out, it's amazing. Like when I take pictures, I don't know if whoever looking at that picture of me saying, oh, man, that woman is a beautiful woman. So I tell myself, girl, you know you're beautiful. And I had to keep telling myself that. That's why I have no problem with saying that woman is pretty. She, that's a beautiful woman. I have no problem with giving other women compliments because I know that I'm a beautiful woman myself. And that doesn't intimidate me. I'm not bothered by another pretty woman because I'm just as beautiful as you. You ain't finna sit beside me with Louis Vuitton on, your nice jewelry, your expensive perfume, with all your expensive bags and make me feel less than a woman. I'm going to sit beside you smelling as good as I can, possibly with my Chanel on, with probably my Prada bag that I got as a Christmas gift, yes, with my jewelry on because I like jewelry and stuff like that, and I'm going to have my nice hair in or weave or wig or whatever because I'm going to be looking good. I'm going to have my fabulous outfit on. No, I'm probably ain't going to spend no thousands and thousands of dollars on my outfit, but... My outfit will look good, and I will look amazing, and I'm going to look just as expensive as you are. It's just I didn't go broke looking expensive as you, and you ain't finna sit beside me and make me feel less than that because guess what? It's only one me, and there can be no other person but me, and only me can do what I do the way I do it. So with that being said, once you see me, you're going to know I was there, and I'm going to leave that image of me in your head and it's going to be an amazing image at that love you from the inside out it takes work and it takes time and it takes a lot of loving self-love 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 you have to learn you understand you get to know you get acquainted with you and you you it'll, it'll be amazing i promise you it's going to be amazing all right last question and this is from Tommy White, and I, I, I don't know. I've been dating this woman for two years. We got married three months ago. And ever since we got married, she has been physically abusive to me. At least that's how it feels. I feel if a woman puts their hand on you, slaps you, pulls your hair, or hits you, that's abuse. It's embarrassing because I'm a man. I don't believe in hitting a woman, but we've already married. I don't believe in divorce, but at this point, I don't know what to do. I've told her and asked her several times to stop, but it seems to go in deaf ear. Press charges on her ass. Call the police on her and press charges on her and send her ass to jail because I guarantee you, homeboy, you put your hands on her one time. That's what she's going to do to you. See, I don't care if it's a man or a woman. If you are abusive to somebody, your ass needs to be punished. That is not your son. That is not your daughter. You do not have the right to put your hands on somebody in a physical, disrespectful manner. You don't have the right to do that. 
It is wrong. And if you can't love them, respect them the way they're supposed to, you do not need to be with them. Call the police on her ass and press charges and don't drop them and move on with your life. And I guarantee you, it'll be easy for you to get a divorce from my ass. Three months ain't nothing to get rid of bad problems. You throw that trash out twice a week anyway. So if somebody is that much of a problem doing shit like that, you can hurry up and get rid of that trash. Because that's the way I feel about abusive-ass men and women. Y'all asses need to be in a dumpster. I have no respect nor patience for you. Peace on that one. And with that being said, you guys, thank you for tuning into my podcast. I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Come back. Listen. Chime in. You guys have a fabulous, fabulous Tell It Tuesday. Never allow someone else's thoughts and opinions to dictate what you think of yourself. Remember to live, love, and laugh and let your family know that you love them, you care about them. Always let God be God. Till next time, peace, and you have a wonderful evening. Thank you.